All right, welcome into the Morning Burrito Podcast. At noon. At noon. I am Michael. I'm Eric. Welcome in. We are glad to be with you. We've both been on vacation and we've both come back. We have, and it was a great time. It was. It was great. I mean, I had a good time. So, uh, I spent some time fishing. You did. I Well, uh, you were casting a pole anyway, casting a lure. Wow. That's that's well, harsh. You did. You did a lot of that. But, yeah, but that's... A, that's you're just calling me out for sh- because I struck out. I, no, no. That's what no, you're saying. I am, That's exactly I am what you're saying. letting you have an open door to tell your story of how many fish you actually caught. Which is leading to none. Prove me wrong. You caught fish. I did the last day what? that I fished. <laughs> does people, the literal last day I people, fished. Does the last day of your vacation not count? It, it counts. Yeah, but see, I, I put so much time and effort into the first part. Which like, makes it so much sweeter. It was awful. But I did catch a big a big honker. I mean, it was... Did you catch a, the biggest? I don't know if he was the biggest, but I mean, like eight pounds or something. Take the credit. It's like eight or nine pounds, I think, is the the record in Oregon for a bass, smallmouth. But I, caught, I mean, he was probably about five-ish. I, I thought you were going to say 8.5. No, he was about five pounds. Okay. I mean, he's, big, he's a big bass, as, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, biggest one of the bigger fish I've ever caught. Um, good but uh but yeah and i played some some disc golf which was good uh spent some time with my girls and spent some time alone with god so it was it was a very restful and relaxing good vacation tell us about uh, about your vacation with your family well mine was just kind of a fill-in weekend kind of thing because i took a week off earlier but didn't get the weekend in so this was just the weekend trip but uh it was in our family, it was my youngest son's birthday on Saturday, and then Sunday was my wife's birthday and Mother's Day. So we took the weekend, went to McCall, Idaho, and um, uh, the big my big gift, I mean, I scored. I scored big time. My big gift was I brought our oldest son and our new daughter-in-law, flew them into McCall, and surprised everybody. It was great. Yeah, like so, four four flights for them to get four, there from four South flights, Dakota. Four, four flights in a rental car. <laughs> But yeah, it was good. Um, you know, we we played a lot of games. Um, we got to get to know the daughter-in-law a little bit better, and we played in the snow. Well, we didn't really play in the snow. Uh, we walked in the snow, I guess. But yeah, it was good. Good time. But it was good to get back. Yeah. So uh, we are. Before we get into our topic this morning, we we are soothsayers. We are prophets. Like we <laughs> we had we had like this apparent vision that we didn't even know we had we are good to talk about we're good the topic of abortion just a few weeks ago yeah well you just if, a couple weeks yeah. if, if you have not gone to that episode if you don't listen to that episode watch that episode please go back and take a look it was two two podcasts ago um not last week's but the one before and uh and so we talk about abortion and kind of the churches where we stand, stand yeah where we stand as 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 men but as the Nazarene church stands and so on and uh like no idea what was going to happen yeah. news wise that broke just a week later i mean it's 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 a crazy crazy thing it's nice to be ahead of the media right yeah i mean it was pretty yeah, neat we was we good. we have that discussion right before good. something drops people have lost their minds over it though so. yeah i mean here in hermiston i saw some people protesting on mother's day um about it and uh was kind of surprised by that um but uh you know because we live in oregon so uh <laughs> newsflash Abortion's going nowhere in Oregon anytime soon. So nope, it's here to stay. It's it's here. Um, and California and Washington, same thing. So uh, if you live on the West Coast, Christian or otherwise, that's the state of play. I mean, that's that's not changing. Yeah. So uh, 
But uh, today's topic is is going to be uh, interesting in that uh, this is something that I think both culture and the church and Christian and non-Christian deal with, struggle with, and have to have to come to terms with. Like, how how do we do this? So we're gonna be talking about power and authority and how how we as human beings handle that. Um, and uh, I mean, this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, really. I mean, yes, yeah. this is a thing that human beings have struggled with for a very long time. So, and probably not so much on the authority side, more than just the power side, and how we handle power culturally and even in the church culture. How do we handle it? Sure. And uh, this will cross into political conversation, I'm sure, if you wanted to go there, but we're not going to. Um, but uh, yeah, we might a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're not a political show. Never have been. Never will be. So enjoy lunch hour. Enjoy your lunch hour. We'll be right back. Hey, dude, we have 39 minutes and uh, 48 seconds, and uh, I, I you're wearing see, something new on your feet right I now. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? I see what you, you did there. That? Yeah, so I, I got, uh, I man, these these guys have been making fun of me because I, I've been here almost three years now uh, at Hermnaz, and and uh, over these last two churches that I've served at, I've changed a lot. I've I've developed a lot in my leadership and just in who I am as a, as a pastor and whatnot. And, um, you know, they made fun of me a few weeks ago cause I started wearing jean jacket. Um, that was actually by no, random. W- yeah. We didn't make fun of you. We just uh, roasted you because yeah. you gave us a bunch of junk for wearing jean jackets. No, I just said I would never do it. And I was wrong. No, I, that's not how we remember it. So, <laughs> so the, the reason that I started wearing a jean jacket was because we all look good in them. I, well, I went to an '80s party, and so I for for one of our teenagers, and so I I decided to get a jean jacket for that party. And as I was wearing it, I was like, hmm, "I actually make this look good. Mm-hmm. This actually looks mm-hmm. good on me, and it's actually comfortable." Oh, yeah. I always thought that they would be uncomfortable to wear, and you know, stiff and whatever. And so, uh, come to find out, I actually really like wearing them, and they look good. And my wife so, likes me in one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Did your wife like you and yours? I don't know if she cares one way or the other. I, I don't know. She hasn't said. She cares. Claudia, you know, you're you're listening, you're watching. Make the comment, you know, let us know. Um but uh but the, then the new thing, uh so there's a there's an Instagram page called uh Preachers and Sneakers. Yep. And it's this whole thing about Horrible. pastors who preach in very expensive shoes. Uh, you know, they could be in Versace type shoes or Jordans or, you know, pick your thing. I mean, you can literally poke your finger through the sole of my shoes sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, both of us. You remember those ones that I have that like there is no sole left on them? None. Because they're so comfy. Like, I hate I don't want to throw them away. They're like the best shoes ever. Um, but everybody around here, it seems like and I'm, I'm sure it's not everybody, but it just feels like everybody's getting them now. Everybody in my family, except one. Hey, dudes. Hey, dude. And. I remember back in the day when I was a kid, uh, Nickelodeon, there was a show called Hey Dude, so I, I have that connection to oh. it, and I loved that TV show, um, but then everybody's like, they're the most comfortable shoes ever, and I mean, they're they're more expensive than I would probably normally pay for a shoe, pair of shoes, um, but it's my birthday to, today, and um, which we didn't mention, but it is my birthday. I was getting there, <laughs> and so- Man, I- 
I I got some some money for my birthday, and so I I, I joined in with the crowd, and I got myself a pair of Hey Dudes. Man, and right now you and I we're both wearing Hey Dudes. Hey Dudes, it's, they are comfortable though. They are really comfortable. I, you know, they people told me they were like Crocs with canvas, and I was like, well, I didn't really like Crocs, so why would I buy these? They're not Crocs with canvas. They're actually much more Better. comfortable. Yeah. See, but you gave us so much junk over us wearing them i know and and here here you are i didn't just give it to you i gave it to students i gave it amazon's at your office door and now they're on your feet right here i mean literally before this show he puts on he opens up his mail and there they are i was so excited (laughs) they're cool looking and i don't even know why i look down because i can't see through the table but you know what's next don't you no, it's not happening. It is. This it is. Okay. Skinny jeans. Okay. I, I can honestly say it. this figure does not look good in skinny jeans. Don't matter. You're just gonna fill them out better. That's all. Now I have a friend who's a worship pastor. He's he's he used to be on our church district. If he's watching, he knows who he is. And he wears skinny jeans and he, he looks okay in them, but I know I'm not going to, so I'm not gonna do it. I, yep. I just not I'm not gonna do it. Mark this date in history. And again, I told you this earlier. The reason that I'm never going to wear skinny jeans is not because Although I, I don't think that I'm ever going to want to myself. But taking that out of the equation, my wife wants me not to ever wear skinny jeans. So, so long as my wife says no, it ain't happening. She's got the power. The only, honestly, the only reason I have Hey Dudes is because I bought her a pair for Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and your daughter? She does not have any. Oh, oh. She goes through shoes too fast. There ain't no, oh, there is no way you. I'm giving a. a very soon middle schooler so, a pair of expensive shoes like so that. welcome to the hey dude family yeah so all right so seeing you said happy birthday to yourself um <laughs> did, let me say I? happy birthday to you thanks and um you know i don't know why you're doing this today because you're supposed to get your birthday off and here you are so well so i have a big retreat with my students coming up this weekend and you know there's lots of things to prepare and i'm not going to be here on sunday so i need to make sure everything what? is ready to go for sunday you're morning. skipping sunday you knew that I did. We are we. So if you are a Hermnaz person, you need to be here Sunday because even though I'm not going to be here, I know that's a sad part and sad day for you. We do have something very special for worship. Something this church has not done since I've been here. So I'm really excited about it. I wish I was going to be here to experience it. We're gonna have stained glass windows. That well, that that's part of it. That's part of it. If you haven't noticed, by the way, we've talked about it on the podcast. If you're a Hermnaz person, these last couple of weeks, take a look at the screen. Like the difference, because it really is a night and day difference from our previous projector. I love it. <laughs> just can you imagine me as somebody that just had cataract surgery? They would they would never know. <laughs> wow, I'm not sure where that came from, but I don't either. I mean, they wouldn't. They they come and they're like, oh wow, man, these cataract that surgery really helped. <laughs> no, it's the new projector. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my sight eyesight has returned. That's amazing. God's a healer. Been, been healed. Okay, now now back to the topic of uh, of power. <laughs> we have thirty three minutes. We're already about fifteen minutes into minutes. the show right. and Sorry didn't talk for, about anything for your your lunch there. But yeah, so we're going to talk about power today, and uh, all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The the uh, strategy I think that the devil used with Eve was to give her the appearance of receiving power 
that if she eats from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, that she will begin to she will have power. I mean, he 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 literally tells her that she will be just like God because she'll know the she'll have the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And uh, and and so he 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 taunts her with that. He right. He throws the carrot out in front of her to say, "Well, now you'll have power." And what we found out is, is that we did not actually have power; that we actually lost power; that we we actually had because of sin. Right. So that's that's where we start. I mean, that's yep. power has been a a human desire from the very beginning with the first two human beings. People lose their minds over having power or oh, not yeah. having power. Yeah. I mean, look at just look at some things that are going on. I mean, we just talked about this abortion deal. Um, I mean. People are are just again losing their minds, and of course, you know everybody blames that it's uh, you know the last or, or one of those new things that they stir up, you know, stir the pot, you know, because midterms coming sure. up, and uh, you know next, you know, people are losing their minds because they're afraid that uh, you know the gay and lesbian community is going to be impacted because, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times you've read it, but I've read headline after headline going like. Yeah, you know, the, uh, the 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 gay and lesbian community is next. Everybody's after them. I actually heard somebody, uh, I think it was Washington Post. I might be wrong about this, so fact check me, fine. But um, one of the major news outlets had run a story uh, based on a er- guy who's running for Senate in Arizona and essentially said that because he disagrees with a case called Griswold that uh, said that human beings have a right to have con- contraception. I don't. That's kind of a weird thing to say. You have the right to contraception. I mean, we do, but I mean that's just weird. But anyway, he said he disagreed with the how that case was decided. Not that contraception is bad. And so the article, the 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 journalist came up with this idea that well, Republicans writ large are now going to remove the right of contraception of all women. That's not going to happen, and there's no pro-lifer who actually believes that, right? Outside of the Catholic Church, maybe, and but they can't even get their people to obey it. So no, <laughs> but I mean, I can tell you here, we don't have an issue with the contraception. I mean, that's that's not something that we talk about. Now we do have, as we talked about two weeks ago, we do have a problem with abortion being used as contraception. Abortion is not right contraception. But but so. but just the idea that people lose their minds um, o- over stuff and and. So that's where we want to get to is the the power. Why do we lose our mind? What what is so controlling about power, uh, both in the culture of the church, but also in the culture that you know our society lives in? Yeah, and we can. There's lots of different examples that we can go through, but let's let's start with with cultural examples yeah. before we get into the church. Let's let's. Well, start I gave with, you two of them. So so I think I, I, you look at how the political systems of our our world are set up. So obviously there's dictatorships and that's power. That's un, unadulterated power being exerted on, on this earth, right? But, I mean, you look at different types of political systems. You can even look at, like, uh, Canada or Britain or Israel, for example. They have the parliamentary type of systems where there's so many different political parties and they've got to consolidate their power in order to, in order to have control of the, the government, so to speak. Whereas in the United States, we only have two political parties, really. And so you have the struggle for power between two powerful entities, and it, it's just like a pendulum that swings back and forth, back and forth. Um, it, it certainly looks like, not that we're political commentators, but it certainly looks like at the end of this year, in November, when we have the midterm elections, 
that the pendulum is going to swing back the other direction from where it is today, meaning that sure. the the right side of the aisle will be in control of the House and the Senate more than likely by the end of this year. Um, that's that's what our political system does. It's a grasp for power. Everything that our politicians do, for the most part, now I don't want to paint with a broad brush because I'm sure there are some good politicians out there that aren't concerned with power, but the reality is that's what it is. It's a struggle for power, for control over us as human beings. Well, I mean, just look at Russia and Ukraine. I mean, there, there's a there's a power struggle, right? Right. Sure. Um, but the thing that gets me about power and the and the struggle of power is people. It's, it's like people love, especially in the in the I think in the political world, they love to live in chaos. I think. Oh, no doubt. I mean, never let a good crisis go to waste. Oh, I mean, okay. So we're going to you know, let me pick a headline uh, out of your newsfeed, and and you'll see people just lose their mind because of of the chaos they got to create chaos how many times have we been told how many times have we been told in the last eh, two decades that we're going to die you're right that that if something happens politically speaking that we're going to die right and and both parties are are guilty of this you know if social security goes or if certain parties in in power social security is going to go away therefore all of our old people are going to die or obviously climate crisis is a big deal now all we're all going to die from climate crisis i mean that's that's been for really three or four decades now that they've been changing that story so so i i I got on facebook and i was trying to change my profile picture and um you got the rings didn't you yeah the rings it's like (laughs) friend of friend of earth and then something else of earth and then climate partner and i'm like and it was like pick what pick which ring you want i'm like these are just dumb. Just dumb. Yeah. Anyway, it, sorry. But for I mean, and the same thing's happening now with the abortion debate, either on one side or the other, you know, women are going to die or, you know, of course, babies are going to die. We, you know, our stance on abortion, so we don't have to go through that, but it's a struggle for power. We want it control is. of the pick your situation, but we can even get down taking out of the pol- politics for a second in our own personal life. We, I know families where there is a power struggle between husband and wife, sure. between parents and kids. It's a constant struggle. Yeah, and, and, on the, and maybe you're watching today and you're like, you're the person that lives in chaos. And maybe you're the person that makes chaos out of whatever the situation is. <laughs> I, I, mean, I feel bad for you because I can't live that way because our chaos, part of it, and I'm not, I mean, this isn't like, Everybody, right? This is not a blanket statement. I mean, this is a blanket statement, but it, it, it doesn't encompass everybody. It doesn't apply to everybody. Right. Is power creates chaos, and the fear of chaos always has us reaching for power. And, you know, because when you're in the middle of chaos, what do you want? You want the power to get out of the chaos. But some people have to have chaos in order to survive. You, you know people like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, so maybe you're watching this today, and you're like, man, my life is just so out of control. Well, stop it. Um, yeah, I mean, there, and, and we've talked about priorities on this TV, or on this TV show, on this podcast several times. You um, said TV because you're looking at yourself. The, the, the same is true when it comes to our priorities. It's, it's that chaos, yeah. right? And it's we're out of control, but in some ways we feel comfortable being out of control. We feel comfortable going a mile you know, a thousand miles a minute because that's what our world tells us to do. That's the way our world tells us to live. And that's the power of culture. That's the power of the world telling us as humans, what's best for us when 
it's really not. See, and we're always talking. You're talking, talking, talking. You're you're trying to get somebody to come on your side, or you're trying to convince yourself to go on somebody else's side, and that 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 pot just keeps getting stirred with chaos in your life. And and Scripture talks a lot about power and what power is and what power isn't. And I mean, we're going to talk about that here in this whole next sermon series. Uh, we're talking about getting ready for Pentecost, talking about the power that's promised in the in the Word. I mean, because there is. Uh, a power that's promised, and um, so we're going to talk. We're not going to talk that today, but we're going to talk that. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> there's there's an author. Uh, I, I don't necessarily recommend reading his stuff because I think a lot of it is is hot garbage. But you're going to promote it. But no, but I I just want to speak to something that that he said. So racism is a big deal in our culture yeah. today, right? And power. that is a struggle for power. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an accusation of power, right? We hear white power. We have we hear black power. We hear whatever. Um, but Ibram Kendi, who is a, a very prominent writer today um, about a- anti-racism, um, he, he says that in order to correct the, the, the injustices of the past um, when it comes to racism towards African-Americans, we need discrimination today. And that's a struggle for power. That's, that's saying we're going to take power away from people that we deem as being too powerful so that the power can be then shifted the other way. Well, the problem is when you do that, you're discriminating against another person, which my mom always told me when I was a kid, two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. But this is what this is how power corrupts us. It, it, it causes us to do things that we he Ibram Kendi talks very honestly and truthfully about how bad it was that black people were enslaved and treated you know, unfairly for a very long period of time in the United States. But the answer to that is not discriminate against Caucasian people writ large. Like that's, that's not the answer. He he may think that's the answer, but that is not the answer. But again, this is a power struggle. Now we, we move it to the church and (laughs) we've talked about this a lot in, in recent days, there is a power struggle going on in many mainline denominations over a variety of issues, abortion being one of them, homosexuality being one, gender being another, um, worship we've talked about. That's there. There's a there, there's been a, I don't know if it's nearly as much of a big deal anymore as it used to be, but there have been these power struggles. Why does that exist in the church? We know why it exists in culture. Why is it existing in the church, too? So, so, so I, I go back to the kitchen Nazis in my, in my history, like, like every church has that, has that person, right? That's the kitchen Nazi. Um, in other words, you go, you know, if you don't know what a kitchen Nazi is, ask your pastor because he has a list of them. Um, and it's people that are, are all about the control. So why do we have power issues? Because we have control issues. Um, we have a, a deeper issue than the control. It leads to our, our, our self our, our selfishness, our sin, our carnal, our carnal right inside. So that control, we, man, we crave that. Have you ever had anybody who, you know, you've made a, a change in, in some part of the building or whatever, the kitchen or otherwise. And somebody said, well, we don't, we don't make changes like that without everybody being on board with it. Something to that effect. Oh yeah. Um, you know, not, like, not so much here anymore, but I mean, at our church, but um, you remove something from oh, yeah. a, a part of the building and they're like, hey, where did that go? <laughs> Especially if it has a gold plaque on it. Right. With somebody's <laughs> name. So, I mean, it's like it, it's it's the sacred cows that we talk about in church a lot. But uh, but again, you're right. It, it comes down to 
a control. We 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 as human beings desire to control and and honestly a lot of times we try to control things that we really can't control. Right. We we try to control things that we really shouldn't be trying to control. And maybe that's where you're at today watching. Maybe you're trying to control things that you just can't control and you're losing your mind over it. Um sit back and ask yourself the question, well, what am I after? I mean, am I really after the control so I can have power over this? Um, if so, you're looking at the wrong place for power. Um, so, so <laughs> I think of the song, let it go. Right. Uh, from, from frozen. From frozen. Oh man. Um, you gonna sing it? No. Uh, we, we really are. And, and now we can kind of turn into what's God's answer to this because the, the reality is God has, has, has authority. God has power for us, but we have to use it the way he asks us or tells us, commands us to use it. Right. Um, but the first step, if you're, if you, again, if you are sitting there today listening or watching, if you're feeling like I struggle with this chaos thing, I struggle with being a control freak. I've got to control every aspect of my life. If I don't have, if I don't feel like I have control of my life, then, then I, I just can't survive. You need to get on your knees and you need to pray and ask God to take it from you, to let it go, to surrender that away from, from yourself, because nothing is going to get, nothing is going to change until you surrender and let God take control because God, God is the one that ultimately has power. God is ultimately the one that has the authority. And so if we don't surrender to that right from the get go, we're going to continue to spin in circles and continue to deal with the chaos. Nothing's really going to change. And there are promises that come out of that if you surrender. What are what are some of the promises that God has for us? Well, well, before we get to the promises, there's even uh, we have to look at the the other aspect of the church. There's there's another group of people in the church that are no longer in the church because of this chaos and because of this power that that they're watching so much power and power struggle in our in our world and in our culture that they've come to the church and go, hey, uh, we are you know, too conservative, uh, as a church or, you know, Christianity or evangelicals or, you know, church leadership is not looking at the word the right way. They're not looking at God's power the right way. They're not looking at God's strength, his salvation, his, his sanctification, his holiness the right way. So because of that, we're exiting the church as if we're going to control that, um, because we we don't um, control that. We don't control you over that. I mean, everybody worships, you know, the way that they do or they don't. Um, but but I think we got to play that in here, too, before we get to the answer of, of the promise, because um, it hurts me to see good Christian people, Christian dads, Christian moms, students um, turn their back on Christianity uh, and the church two different things, right? Um, but they've turned their back on it because they want the power to believe what they want to believe, what bias, what platform. They want to buy into, you know, the whole... I wasn't going to use the term social justice, but that really is... That's part of it. That That's, that's a big angle right now. Um, because they're watching the chaos and they're losing control. They, they don't understand why we... Um, why, why the the church takes the stands that it takes in, in some things. Well, and, and this, and this comes back to the church and Christians more broadly 
have authority from God to do certain things. We have power that yeah. is given to us. Uh, Jesus says the same power that rose him from the dead is 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 in us. I mean, that says that in the in scripture. So um, we have this authority. We have this power. But for a long time, the church has not stood on that and has not spoken about things in a proper way. It was not very thoughtful about a lot of things. And so in turn, there was a, a, a group that came into the church that infiltrated the church and took power away from the church, put, took, took our voice away. Um, and then our voice became people that were crazy. <laughs> and right. so those of us who are not crazy are now crazy or considered yeah. crazy. We're yeah. just dragged along with it. Yeah, because you know, I mean, we did go in our in our church culture, church history. We we have not had some of these these topics that we're talking about today in the fabric of our language, in the fab- fabric of our lifestyle. Um, we didn't have sermons on you know racism. We haven't heard. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, it was just like now. I grew up in a different part of the, the country where racism, like where I live, like where we live now, racism. Yeah, it's it's there, but not like where I grew up. Um, you know, I mean, we had, we were the, well, we just grew up very different in a, in a racist community. But, um, but I got seven scripture that, that I want to share in our last 15 minutes that, uh, that maybe if you jot these down, um, we're not going to go through them. We're not going to talk about them all in detail, but when it talks about power here, here's some of the, some of the things that we have to just keep in mind. The first one, second Timothy one, seven, uh, second Timothy one, seven, it says for God gave us a spirit. Uh, not of fear, but of power and love. Um, we know that. I think we all know that. I mean, if you're if you journey with the church, if you've been on the church, you know that. But the last two or the lot, I mean, the, the last part there, it says and self control. Um, yeah, we leave that part off. Which which the self control part is what blows this power and chaos just out of the water. Yeah, I mean, because we don't have the self the self control spiritually. It's talking about to hold our tongues. Right. And to stand firm in our faith and stand firm in our morals and our and our religious and and uh, biblical ethics that, you know, is in the word. Second one is Acts. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Um, Luke here is saying, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Um, you know, everybody thinks, well, yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. But the key there is when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And that happens after salvation. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't just just happen. I mean, when the Holy Spirit came, it was in a room filled with with with, with people that were, were seeking were seeking God, that were waiting, that were told that like, just sit here and wait. I mean, so I don't. Know, so maybe that's that's you. Maybe you're living and you're going like, man, life is so chaotic, but I have no relationship with Jesus. Uh, you you got to get that nailed down first, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then Philippians, um, I can do all things who, uh, through Him who strengthens me. We know that, um, but until you really live in a moment where there's you're powerless. You, you rely on that that different so um, so Philippians 4:13 um, probably Luke 10:19 is probably one of my favorite verses in in scripture um, it says behold I meaning you know Jesus here I I have given you authority in other translations it is also authority and power um, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all of the and um, over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Um, so I, I get excited about it because even though I'm not, I mean, I don't really think I'm going to die by a scorpion. I just, I don't believe that, right? 
but translated in the word that scorpion is exactly what maybe what you're dealing with today. It, it's that 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 trap. It's that thing that that just has you in total chaos. Now we lived in Arizona, and I'll admit I was afraid to go outside my front door because of the scorpions. I mean, they're so thick. The small, the smaller ones are actually more dangerous. I know, and the ones that you can't see, they're translucent and they show up under the the, the black light. Those are like the worst. Yeah, so, the ones that'll be in your uh, shoe. Yeah, not that. First <laughs> uh, Corinthians four twenty. First Corinthians four twenty. For the kingdom of God uh, does not, and I love this, does not consist in talk, but in power. And I think as a church, when we talk about church culture and and power issues. We want to do a lot of talking. Yeah. Talking, talking, talking. But scripture says, no, it's not in our talk. It's not in our speak. It, it It's in our power. Well, where do we get our power? We get our power, you know, from the Lord. So um, sometimes Christians, we just need to shut up and live by the power and stand by the power. You know, we talked earlier in pre-show about um, when is it right for Christians to, I forgot how we worded that, but, but when is it right for Christians to, you know, fight, um, take a stand, um, or do we always become a doormat kind of, kind of thing? Um, I mean, you look at what's going on today with the abortion topic, and regardless of whether you think abortion should be legal across the entire United States or not, we should all have a baseline understanding that what is happening at pro-life places and churches right now. Uh, in, in New York, there was uh, women who dressed up in Handmaid's Tale outfits and went into a Catholic church during Mass. That's just not okay. Um, first of all, it's against the law, and if you didn't know that, check out the face law. There's a, a law called the face law. It's actually against the law. They cannot do that um, because First Amendment. But nevertheless, um, it's just it's can we can we have some decency where we can just agree to disagree again? Like, no, we've, we've lost we, that. We need we to be able to agree to disagree. We've lost that. Even in the church, we've lost that. Yeah. So what else you got? So uh, my, I'm, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip around here. But my last one is this: Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Good one. Great proverb. Um, it it kind of sums up the whole idea of, of power. Um, and it, but I want to I want to put this out there first. If you're a person that struggles over, you need power to survive. Um, this proverb is for you. If you're if you're a person that always has to create chaos in your life or somebody else's life just so you feel like you're in control, this proverb is for you. Um, if you're in the church or out of the church, doesn't matter. If you're red or blue, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're from a red state, blue state, what your you know political viewpoints are. Um, here it is, Proverbs 18.21. Death and life, <laughs> the two things that we, one we don't like, the other one we, we fight over, right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. It doesn't. It doesn't say it's in your mind. It doesn't say it's in your heart. Um, it, it's not. It, it's your tongue. It, scripture talks about your tongue being forked, and um, the power of of your your tongue is like sharper than two, any two edged sword. I mean, it, so death and life. It's in the power of your tongue, and those who love the power, love this. Those who love the power will eat of its fruit. Um, that is that is that's not good. Um, so you got to have the right perspective of power. And uh, sometimes we we just we just don't. And that honestly, as a pastor, it just kind of breaks my heart because I mean, I, I even goof up, right? I I can get power hungry sometimes. Um, but when I look at our church and I look at Christianity and I look at just Christianity in our in, in our culture, if if people would get the right perception of spiritual godly power, um, we would live holiness. And when we live holiness, everything that we just talked about for the last 33 minutes 
done, taken care of. You know, it's interesting. Um, again, we're using the abortion topic only because it's very pr- <laughs> it's very prominent in our culture today. And we led the way. It, it, it's okay, not really, but it, it's very it's very um, disappointing to me to hear people saying things in in the media and politicians saying that what the our Supreme Court has done or it is likely going to do, I guess they haven't technically done it yet, but is likely to do uh, in reversing Roe v. Wade is that they're taking power away from the people when the opposite is actually true. Right. Um, they're turning the power back to the states and allowing states to make the decision for themselves as opposed to nine justices on the Supreme Court, nine people who, by the way, just as a, a matter of fact, the nine people on the on the Supreme Court are not perfect. They are not all omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful people. They're just human beings like you and me that happen to have been lawyers for a long time. And, you know, whether they're right or left-leaning, they're probably pretty smart people. I mean, you can agree or disagree with that, but, I mean, they're, by and large, intelligent people. But they're not perfect, and they make bad decisions. I mean, we can go back to the Supreme Court's history, and it's the same Supreme Court that in turn that said it was okay to intern Japanese people is the same Supreme court that said it wasn't okay to intern Japanese people. Like those, mm-hmm. there were two separate decisions. One that said that it was okay for us to intern Japanese people during world war two. And then there was another decision after that that said, Hey, that's unconstitutional. Right. So the Supreme court makes those, it's all about power. And the reason why things like abortion is it's about power. It's about, I have, <laughs> Every sign, my body, my choice. It's about power. You right. want control over something that you you really can't control. Right. You're, we don't have the right to control that. And again, if we are putting our heart solely in God's hands and saying, God, purify us. God, cleanse us. Allow us to follow you. Your desire for power will decrease your desire to be the powerful one will decrease. It's not going to go away completely because we're human beings. It's part of the human condition, really. Uh, It's part of the broken, broken flesh. I think you, I think you get to the point to where the power and the desire for power is still there, but it, it just changes. Uh, It it changes to uh, Lord, help me walk in your power. Lord, give me your power. Lord, show me your power. Lord, provide your power. Um, So we're still power hungry. It's just the source has changed. Well, and, and it's, what we're doing, what power we're using and what we're doing with said power. Like we want the power of God to flow through us to do things that God wants to be done. And that's, that is a whole completely different thing than I want the power so I can do what I need to do to feel comfortable or to, to make my life better or, you know, the, the I, 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 I. And and scripture says, ask for it, you know, ask for it, expect it, um, dwell on it, dwell on the heavenly things, look at things above um, you know, when your perspective changes, when you look upward, um, man, you do get power. Um, so, so I've got, I mean, you use the, the whole political uh, arena there for, you know, the power, but the power leadership structure in, in a denomination or in a church is the same. I mean, pick mm-hmm. one. They all have leaders that are human, <laughs> that they all have leaders that have been chosen by other humans um, to lead prayerfully hopefully typically being god directed in that um but 
I mean, so, so I think that's where I think that's where culture and church culture intersects. Where the problem is the same. It's it's we we have a human part of us, and one doesn't have the perception of God, and one thinks they do. A lot of times, when Bible says stop talking, <laughs> and really just rely on on the power. Um, so I love it when I see people in in my world, my sphere of people that that really are, are prayer warriors and they'll come and they'll go you know what i'm not even worried about that when i'm like all worked up i'm like i can get worked up really easy over some things and i look at them and i'm like really you're just like you're just like calm what's that about well their their power they know where their their power they know where their strength comes from and and that's just encouraging to me um i've got a brother a friend that is just really struggling with some things right now and and he is um, doing it just he's just amazing in his walk right now um with with what he's going through and um you know he's he's relying on the power of God he's relying on God's power of his word relying on God's power of his promises and 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 he he's trying to trying to be that right um and uh and I just that encourages me that's yeah. what I want to be like I don't want to be the one in chaos or when I look at chaos and and have to go put my own voice out there and i think as pastors you know church when you come to us you know two minutes before a a a sermon or two minutes before church starts and uh you know you throw something at us that is just really nobody even cares um you throw those things out there to us check yourself before that because a lot of times what i've experienced is you're looking for power or you're looking for me to start a power struggle and i refuse to do that I, 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 I just refuse. And you know, there are times where I'm like, you're like, well, you're going to go talk to this person. Like, I'll get there. Right. I'll get sure. there. There has to be this cool off time, but there's also wisdom in going in knowing where's the power. Cause yeah, I want to, I want to respond. I don't want to just react. Yeah. And, uh, and I expect that out of our, out of our Christian church people respond with God's love, respond with God's grace to all people, to all neighbors, love them the way you're supposed to love them. And life will be, in the balance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we are, uh, thankful that you have chosen to tune in, uh, today, whether it's, uh, through, you know, an audio version of the podcast or on video. Um, we, we do have something, I I don't know if it's live today or not. Um, I'd have to check with our office manager on that, but, um, we either, if it's not today, it'll certainly be next week. There should be a live chat that's going on in the app on our website. Yes. And, um, and so if, if it's live, to, we just don't know how to work it yet. If you want to participate in that, go ahead and throw in the live chat. We'd appreciate it. It'd be great um, to let us know if it's working. We we're, we're testing it out for our larger church. So um, that would be great. And then uh, we don't have all the details yet or really any of the details yet, but, but it's being worked on um, being thought through, but uh, you're going to be talking over these next few weeks um, as we lead up to your sabbatical, which is a really cool thing. Yeah, that you're going to be pumped going for uh, ten weeks and and resting, like just a long, long coffee rest. break. 
and uh, and so the the podcast will look a little different in those ten weeks um, as we uh, I, I'm sure there will be some guest hosts and things. Um, there may be some weeks we take off. Uh, I've got camp going on during that time and some other things. So uh, I'm sure there will be some weeks where uh, we're off the air in the summertime. But we'll keep you posted on that. Um, and and more than anything, uh, as we get closer, it'll be in uh, starting in July. Uh, be praying for uh, Pastor Eric and his his family because um, sabbatical is a really important time. It's a really important thing for us as pastors to do and to take time away from the church and just completely unplug from church life for uh, some time to to recharge that battery completely and ready for another season of ministry. And so, yep. uh, so we're excited. You're going to yeah, be doing I'm that. And, uh, so like I said, we'll get you some, some notes about that here in the coming weeks on the podcast, but be excited about that. It's going to be good. So we didn't talk about this, but like we're on like retreat next week. We have leadership retreat. Right. So we will week. not be on next week. So we won't be on next week, but maybe we can do a podcast there and record it for the following week for the following week with some of the uh, pastor peeps that'll be there yeah maybe and grill them that would be cool huh well that'd be good i mean if nothing else maybe we'll get a video put together and even if it's a short video we'll throw out a short video on our facebook page and on the website and stuff so that uh, you can see uh so you you morning burrito folks can see what we did we're yeah it's called lead retreat i got literally six days in a row coming up <laughs> this I know, weekend poor guy. <laughs> student leader retreat leadership retreat and then i come home and then i go right back the next day with you to lead retreat so it's gonna be great yep so hey cool. we love you and uh we won't see you next week but we'll see you in two weeks we love you morning burrito podcast is out at noon <laughs>